On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks are going to be without Maxi Kleba. What does that mean for the team going forward? How can they survive without him, basically? Why does that feel like such a big loss? And let's talk about some other stuff in the league. Let's talk about our biggest surprises of the season so far and the things we're just not buying. On today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavs. don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On Mavs is free and available on all podcast platforms, including YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to comment anything below. Let us know. What's something you're not buying in the NBA? Let's do that. Let's do something you're not buying in the NBA. Something you want the Mavs change going forward. Anything like that. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is you cover the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, contributor at Mavs.com. The Wurzberg, sir, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I got all excited at first when I saw. Uh little Twitter alert today about Dallas Mavericks coming across my phone, and I got bombed really fast. I was going to say, your initial reaction was to be excited (laughs) and not to be completely devastated on impact. Uh, Super big bummer. We'll talk about Maxi, obviously. But uh, game tonight at home in Dallas. Uh, Portland comes back to town, and uh, hopefully it's a chance for Dallas to get back on track. They definitely need one. They need one to get back on track and maybe a little bit of a identity change. So we'll talk about Maxi Kleba and the absence of him. We'll talk about things that we're not buying in the NBA. And we'll talk about some surprises in the NBA, some teams, some players, things like that. We'll get into that later in the show. But let's start with Maxi Kleba. So the report came down in a flurry. You know you know, it's the thing that was, <laughs> was reported widely when Stein has it, Shams has it, McMahon has it. They're all reporting like little bits and pieces of it. It's um, a right hamstring tear, according to Mavs PR. Shams also reported a right knee sprain. So there's something something else going on with that. I don't know which one it is. I tend to believe Mavs PR, but then Shams also reported the, that he's going to be out six to eight weeks along with that right knee sprain and right hamstring tear. So I don't know if it's both, if it's if it's just one, if he got that second one wrong. Uh, but the six to eight weeks, I think I believe. And so if you're looking at that, he's out until like February. Um you know he's he's he'll he'll be back he'll be back around February beginning of February mid February whatever, and it's kind of weird how it all happened. So Saturday December tenth the game against Chicago he was out with right foot soreness, then Monday December twelfth against OKC he was questionable before the game with right foot soreness and he ended up playing in that game and then they had a practice Tuesday so the next day after the OKC game he got injured in that game we knew that he was out for the Cavs game on Wednesday with a right knee sprain. And so we knew he was already out at that point. And then it came down today that it was an actual, a bigger injury than we thought. Uh, but this is a big loss for the Dallas Mavericks. And it feels way bigger than like a backup big just being out. Yeah, because, you know, he's in a closing lineup a lot, you know. And, you know, when you look at, you know, we've talked about Christian Wood a lot. And, you know, one of the more overall talented players on the team. But. A lot of you know what unlocks Christian Wood a lot on the floor is having Maxi alongside of him and kind of counters him. So you know naturally with Wood coming off the bench, who's gonna 
who's going to come off the bench with Christian Wood and play defense alongside of him. That's what Maxi brings. And I thought it was kind of funny today, you know, after the news dropped, I, you know, I opened the, the Twitter app and uh, was scrolling through. And it was funny to see how, uh, you know, people try to like replace Maxi. And then all of a sudden you see how unique Maxi is. Yeah. Cause then I seen people try to throw out different names like, all right, we could go get this guy. But that guy can't shoot, but he can play defense. Yeah, right. And then somebody throw out a shooter. I'm like, yeah, but he can't play defense. Well, he's not as big as Maxi. Well, he can't shoot like it's like, oh yeah, because Maxi is like a unique type of player, a six ten guy who can defend the defend the rim, and can also defend on the perimeter. Who can also shoot the ball really well from the outside. So he's he's undervalued, and I think you're gonna see kind of ah. Oh, Dang, how much he means to his team, you know, after two or three weeks goes by and you're like, dang it, he's not coming off the bench right now. You mentioned he closed a lot of games this season. He's already missed six games. Uh, by the way, the Mavericks are one in five in those games that he's missed. He's he's vital to this team and just the construction of this team. But he's played in 15 of the Mavs, 19 clutch situations. So not even necessarily not in those games, but he's closed a lot of games for the Mavericks. He's played... 45 minutes, over 45 minutes in clutch situations. It's the last five minutes of the games when the game is within five points. So it's a clutch, it's a close game late in the game. He's played 45 minutes. Can you guess who and how many minutes the next highest big is for the Mavericks? So Maxi has played 45.7 minutes. Who's the next big and how many minutes have they played? Dwight Powell. I don't know. That's correct. Dwight Powell at 21.2 minutes. And then Christian Wood at 17.5. We, we have been, I have been interested that Jason Kidd just does not want to close with Christian Wood at all. And I think now with Maxi out, he's going to have to make that decision again. He's already made that decision now. He's not closing with Christian Wood, right? Like he just doesn't want to do that. And now he has to make that decision again because JaVale's out. Dwight has not necessarily been super effective recently. And then now Maxi's out. And so you have to make a couple, you have to make the decision all over again. And you mentioned him playing, like Maxi playing with Christian Wood. When Christian Wood and Maxi are on the floor together, the Mavs' defensive rating, points allowed per 100 possessions, is 109.4 in about about 800 possess or about 700 possessions. So really, really good defensive rating. They, they when they're together, they play really well on defense. Their offensive rating is like 115, so that's pretty good too. So like like they've been a really good bench unit when those two bench bigs can play together. And then when it's Christian Wood on the court and Maxi is not on the court. The defensive rating for the Mavericks goes from 109 with Maxi on and Christian Wood on to when it's just Christian Wood and Maxi's off the floor to 119.6. That's bad. Like 10 points per 100 possessions in about 600 possessions total. So the defense kind of falls out. The offense gets a little bit better. I'll give him credit. I'll give you know that all credit on that. The offense does get better. It goes to about 118 from 115. But the defense just falls off when it's when it's just Christian Wood and not Maxi off the bench. And so that's something that the Mavs will have to try and navigate going forward throughout the next, you know, two months, basically. Do you get those stats off StatMuse or? Yeah, you know, you just write in whatever you want and then it'll just pump out, you know, a number and you you just have to trust that that number is correct considering all the ramifications, like the stipulations you gave it. (laughs) No, I I got those from cleaning the glass. They filter out, they filter out um, garbage time. They filter out heaves. They filter out. Um, lineups that are like less than 10 possessions. So like if you come in for two possessions, they filter that one out, you know, a five man unit that just plays two possessions in a game. They'll filter that one out. Cause you know, that's just noise. Um, so yeah, they'll filter. I, so I trust these numbers a little bit better. Um, 
So what's the Mavs answer to yeah. Maxi being out? Because I think it's a, a, a couple different directions with it. Um, you know, when when a player that is vital to the team that's out for this long, I think I mean I, I, I think they entertain a bunch of different routes. I think, you know, you look at the free agent market and it's like, all right, any free agent out there that you're like dying to bring because one of the unique things about this roster too is they they have a decent amount of guards on the roster. Yeah. The Frank Nilakinas of the world, you know, obviously Josh missed at time. They're two way guys are two guards um in Dorsey and you know McKinley Wright. They also have Jaden Hardy on the team, like we said. So it, you know, they have a, a decent amount of guards. So then when you look, start looking at the bigs, you detailed the bigs you know a little bit ago. It's like, all right, are there other bigs that are free agents right now that you'd be interested in? I'm not interested in any of the older guys, really, you know, like the Paul Millsaps, LaMarcus Aldridge's of the world. No. Um, the only one I was like semi, like maybe is like Eric Pascal's like, all right, maybe. Um, That's he not got even way a big. <laughs> I know, but like, <laughs> you know, you start looking at some guys, it's like, all right, if Christian Wood's going to play the five, who's some, you know, who's some fours that could maybe play with him. Um, this is where I think they go the, you know, if they look at the trade route, question for you. Does this make them reconsider or hop in stronger into the Jay Crowder conversation? Yeah, that's in, the Jay Crowder one is interesting. I don't think that they can replace with a player, right? I think that they'll they they have to make some kind of trade to get more talent. They can't just make a reactionary trade to an injury uh, or just sign somebody like that. First of all, they don't have a roster spot. They have to get rid of Kemba, who they're not really playing right now. Yeah. The thing I think they reconsider is something I've been talking about for weeks now. Let's lean into offense, right? Like it's time to lean into offense, Josh. The other thing about this maxi injury is that Josh Green has been out for three games. He's going to be out against Portland too. So we don't know. Like, will he miss extended time? I I don't know. Like he's already missed four games now, and so now you're missing two of your key defensive players. Can you just lean into offense? Try something different. Start Christian Wood. Start, you know. Start Luca, Christian Wood, bring Dinwiddie off the bench, like tr- like shuffle things around a little bit, lean into offense a little bit more, and like play Hardy, play Kemba, just just lean all into offense and just try to make it that way and bring the defense up to speed instead of trying to grind out these wins where you're just trying to hide all these different guys, the Christian Woods, the Tim Hardaway Jr. You're trying to hide them so much. And then just like, just up, play them all, and then just come up with enough points. Yeah, just just go play them all. Just that's what your personnel is at this point. Like uh, make a fundamental trade or play your personnel right now. And I think that that's where their personnel is. And yeah, they're kind Wood, of they're kind Bertons, of, Hardy, Luca, and Tim I mean, all in the same lineup. I'm ready for it. <laughs> Maybe not that, but I don't know, man. It, it just it, their personnel right now. They're losing. They lost Maxi for a little while, and Josh Green's out right now. And I'm I'm. Wondering what that's going to be for. And so running out of defensive players here. <laughs> Coming up, let's get into a couple of things around the NBA. Let's stop talking about these Mavericks. They're, they're, they're frustrating me. Let's talk about things we're not buying in the NBA. I, I had I actually had another roster thing. We, we I want to mention right at, the, right at the top of the second break that they could switch up. We'll talk about that. Coming up, before we do, imagine this. You're hanging out with some friends. You're, you know, you're thinking about the Mavericks. It's, it's becoming just depressing for you. You're putting a few drinks back. Few becomes a few too many thinking about the future of the Mavericks. And then the evening comes to an end. People start to head out. You think about calling for a ride. And then you're like, you know what? I live really close. Not a big deal. I'll just drive. 
what are the odds you get pulled over anyway, right? Like, you know your way home. You know what, what cops are going to be there. Even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You hurt somebody. Everybody knows the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that doesn't stop everyone from getting from behind the wheel under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So, if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe. Plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. And now, the dads do the ads. Dads do the ads, baby. This pod's brought to you by Prize Picks. Back in the day, I tried to do uh, fantasy basketball through uh, you know the whole like daily, weekly format. I'm like, this is just too much. Enter prize picks Ooh. this is this is the best daily uh, i think the best daily fantasy format for basketball you can basically like pull up hey you can pull up this uh, portland versus dallas game you can compare like luca points you can look at like damian lillard assists you can very get very specific like that and you can put some entries down try to win some money how does it work here's the deal you can pick two to six players they score more or less than your prize picks projection you can win up to 25 times 25 times. Dang. Not 10, 25 times your money. But even if you don't like NBA, you could do NFL because NFL is still rolling along. Uh, it's not baseball season, so you can't really do that. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, you could do uh, college football coming up. Got some playoffs coming up, college basketball. All the different sports can be made 60. Entries can be made 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Download the PrizePix app. Go to prizepix.com. Sign up. Play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a hundred hundred percent instant deposit match, hundred dollars with promo code locked on. Don't forget to enter, enter the promo code locked on. Sign up for an instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars. That's the ads. All right, Isaac. Let's get into uh, a couple more Mavs things before we talk about things we're not buying in the NBA. You think there's a world that they entertain Dorian coming off the bench? Dorian coming off the bench. They moved Dorian to the maxi spot to put Dorian with Christian Wood, and then they you know, they take Reggie back up and they say, "All right, it's a little smaller, but it's but it's Dinwiddie, Reggie, Josh Green." Why wouldn't they just start Christian Wood then? What? Why are you really asking why Jason Kidd won't start Christian? But I'm Wood? just saying if you're if you're going to go through all the trouble of moving Dorian to the bench just to play with Christian Wood, why not just start him and do what I was saying in the first segment? Lean into I, offense. No, I'm just. Start Wood and Dorian as your. I don't know line. why Jason Kidd does some of the things he does. I'm just saying that <laughs> if he's very, if he's that committed to Christian Wood come off the bench, that that's just something else. That there's some smaller names too. I think if they looked around the league and said, "Hey, is there some smaller moves? Like, could you could you get Rudy Gay from Utah and say, "Hey, can you play this Maxi role for a few months?" <laughs> no, um, no, he he doesn't do any of the things Maxi does. But but he's all I'm saying is he's he's a bigger like he's a four. Yeah. Like they don't really have any other fours on their team. I mean, unless you wanted to play Christian it's Wood Davis. with Javel off the bench, you know, is Davis just going to step right into the maxi role? I mean, I, I guess that's the, you know, you could you could do that too. So yeah, they really only have two fours, really. Yeah. So uh, you know, unless they made some like bigger trade out there, if you uh, well, did the Terry Rozier trade and. What's the word? Exacerbates? Exasperates? <laughs> I always use the wrong word. You know what exasperates is even more is JaVale McGee's unplayable. You could just do JaVale McGee and Christian Wood together if that was a viable <laughs> combination. And then that would be your bench. 
unit coming off the bench. And that like that should be a pretty good bench unit. But the problem is JaVale is unplayable, and so that doesn't work. And maybe, maybe they'll try that. They, they yeah. did not want to try that against the Cavs, which that, that would have been the game to maybe try that one, but they decided not to. So anyway, um, we'll see. My guess is Davis kind of steps into that role, and they just lean into all offense in the second unit. But. Yeah, D- Davis replacing Maxi and Frank replacing Josh Green is uh, like, I don't know, so, things that drive me to drink. <laughs> it's those two things happening. <laughs> All right, let's talk about some things in the NBA we're not buying. Let's talk about the NBA. Let's talk about something else besides the Mavs because it's, it's, it's a little depressing right now. We'll talk Mavs tomorrow. We'll have a post game for you after the uh, after the Blazers game. We'll have a post game for you after the the other Cavs game in Cleveland. We'll t- we'll have a ga- uh, post game after that. Something I'm not buying. The Indiana Pacers, they're 15 and 14. Don't you slander Rick Carlisle. They're 15 and 14. They have a set the 17th offense, the 19th defense. Rick Carlisle seems to be taking these young guys and he's he's playing them. Isaac, he's play, he's playing them. He's playing them a lot and they're playing really well. I just don't buy that they're going to stay this team the rest of the season. I think they're going to trade some of those guys and then they'll They'll not necessarily bottom out, but I don't think that they'll be this playoff team like they are right now for the rest of the season. I don't know what to think of them. I think if they had another coach, I would I would agree with you and say yes, 100%. Um, but I, I don't think they're the same as San Antonio and some of the, you know, some of these definitely teams that started not. off no, hot. Definitely not. And then just, you know, t- I mean, the, the free fall that San Antonio went on is It was almost incredible. as if it was designed. <laughs> Uh, even Utah to an extent, but they're still at least about 500. Yeah. I think Indiana is a little bit different from those teams because Rick Carlisle is, he's a good X's and O's coach and all that stuff. And they like, I actually kind of like some of their young core and some of their roster stuff. So is there, I mean, are you shocked if they like keep the guys and then they make more of like a win now trade? And it's like, Hey, let's just go for a playoff spot and try to get experience with Matherin and Halliburton and these guys. I wouldn't be shocked just, if they did that. I just think that they're in a team building situation where they got one more shot here. They got one before Halliburton and, and Matherin and those guys are too good. They got one more shot at the draft and they're, they're just out of the lottery right now. If they can just, you know, if they can get some future assets for buddy healed and for miles Turner, if they can do that, I don't know. Thing is, also Miles Turner's only twenty six. He's not like this this veteran that's got to be moved to this team. You know, Halliburton's twenty two, Turner's twenty six. They've got they've got like this core all of a sudden that they can they can use going forward. Nemhard's been really good for them. He's yeah, twenty two. He uh, they just got this really young team that they're, and I think they got one more shot to get a real talent. But yeah, I don't know. But can I, they be bad enough to be in the Wimby sweepstakes? Just, just also listening, listening so. to Tony East, I just don't think this team is going to keep racking up wins like this and being above 500. Okay. That's all. Doubt, That's all. Well, doubt Rick Carlisle then. I will. Um, I don't buy Memphis as a true contender. <laughs> you know what I wrote my third one? What? I'm not buying the Memphis is not a real contender group. I don't buy so you're saying the opposite? Yeah, I'm saying the opposite of you. You think they're a contender? I do. Their team's so good. I don't. You know who's played zero minutes together this season so far? Desmond Bain and Jaw. And Jaron Jackson. That trio has played zero minutes so far together this season. I, I just think that that when Is that the, a reason to believe or not? To to, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Well, they're good without them playing together so far. When yeah. those guys do get together, I, I think that they're just going to take another step. Like, I, 
maybe I don't know about can I see them winning the finals? It's hard for me to try to imagine. That, that's what I. That's what I mean by contender. Like that being but I think the they can make it there. They, I think they could easily make the like the finals right now. Yeah, I mean, I can obviously eat my words with this, and I mean they've won seven in a row. They're first in the Western Conference. They're a lot of fun. I love their team chemistry. I love their vibes. Jaw is so much fun to watch. There's just something about them. I just don't. I don't buy. Them. I don't think it's. I don't think it's like fully. You know, Atlanta in the East with Horford and Bud and those guys, but I, but also don't think they're the next they're the next team in the West either. Yeah, I I just don't I don't buy the roster outside of Jaw to be a like winning a title and watch them win a title this year and then I look really dumb. So it's just they have this they, they've got with Jaron Jackson they're just going to be an awesome defense. Like as long as he's on the court, they're an awesome defense. They're third in the Is NBA it a guarantee defense. that he's go- always going to be on the court? No, no, it's not. And that's the thing that could could sink him. And the thing that's sunk him for year, like a couple years now has been their injuries, right? John missed the last couple of games against the, the Golden State Warriors. Imagine, imagine a world in a world where John Moran doesn't get hurt in the Golden State Warriors series. They go on to beat the Warriors, and then the Mavs owned the Grizzlies all season last year. They played the Grizzlies in the Western Conference Finals. Isaac and I don't have to fly all the way to San Francisco. We only have to drive up to Memphis. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would have been great. We would have gone to every game. <laughs> yeah. And then the Mavs win that, right? Like, and then they go to the they go to the finals and play Boston, and it's completely different. J- Jalen Brunson stays, and life is way better, and we all get rich, and like, oh, everything would have been great <laughs> if only John Moran didn't get hurt. Butterfly <laughs> butterfly effect. <laughs> yeah, no, but I am. I'm buying them as a contender. Like, who? I, I don't see any other. Who's who's the better team than that? Nobody else in the West is better than them right now. Denver's maybe a, okay. a sleeping giant. Theo Pinson laughed at me when I said they would be the number one team in the West, but they're a sleeping giant. And then I'm not buying the. Maybe I should. Maybe this should be my team. I'm not buying the Suns anymore. Suns Grizzlies, they're in a series. I'll right take the now. Grizzlies. Okay, I'll take the Grizzlies. Grizzlies Clippers series. I right don't. Now. Okay, I'm not buying the Clippers as like this team that's going to emerge all of a sudden. They just they haven't. I, okay, I need to see Kawhi. I'm I'm pulling the Bill Simmons. Can I see it? Can I can I see it for two Isn't months? Isn't quite playing though. Yeah, but he's been. He, how long has he been back for? Jaron Jackson's played eleven games this year. Why are we acting like Jaron Jackson's like Iron Man? Well, he played most of the season last. Did he play like all every game last year? Kawhi's okay. been back for. Let's see. He's played ten games this season. He's been back for like like three games. <laughs> Kawhi's been back for. Okay. Yeah, Jaron right. played seventy-eight games last year. Maybe that's the aberration. Maybe that's what you're not buying. And if that's the case, then yeah, I guess I won't buy the, the Grizzlies. Um, coming up, a couple of things that we are not buying, and then let's co- talk about a couple of surprises in the NBA, a couple of things that have stood out to us coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Bet Online. It's the best place to check out the odds and lines inside and outside of sports. You can go see what's available right now. They got a couple of uh, NFL games this weekend. Let's see what's interesting. Who are the Cowboys playing this weekend? They're playing the Jaguars, right? Ooh, Cowboys. In Jacksonville, four-point favorite. Really? Mm. Really? Trevor Lawrence has been playing good football lately. And the Cowboys have not necessarily been playing good football, but they're 10-3. and three. It's like it's a weird – they've been a weird team this season. I, I would take the Cowboys four points. Four points? Give me four points. Yeah, I would too. Uh, that one's interesting. We also have the World Cup final. You can check out the World Cup final too. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, 
Uh, oh, you can pick uh, Argentina's top team goal scorer. Lionel Messi is minus 3,300. Alvarez is plus 1,100. Fernandez is plus 10,000. Everybody else is plus 10,000 or cool. more. Uh, that one, is, it, it's interesting. You can pick a couple of World Cup things. You can pick NFL stuff. They obviously have NFL. Go check it out. It's Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, Isaac Harris, a couple more things I'm not buying in the NBA, then we'll get to some surprises. Um, Sam Amick came out with a story today. According to a source with knowledge of the Lakers' plans, what? get ready for this one. Isaac, we need to see your entire face for this whole thing. Westbrook's play this past month has made it increasingly unlikely that he will be traded before the league's February 9th trade deadline. <laughs> I'm not buying did it, he, Sam Amick. I'm not. It's, did he really write that? Yeah, it's smokescreen season. I'm not buying that one bit. You've been lied to, Sam Amick. You've been lied to. <laughs> There's no way that if they didn't get that DeRozan-Vooch deal from the Bulls or something, that they wouldn't just take that deal immediately. Just because Westbrook's been playing decent over the last... Stretch like yeah, he's been a spark plug off the bench for them. Fine, he's also the reason why their team has been has been bad because it just doesn't fit and it just doesn't work and there's weird stuff. Also, they don't have any talent outside of those three guys. But yeah, like oh, it's been a mess. <laughs> How does he write that with the straight face? There's no way he typed no that way. with a straight I'm face. I'm not buying. Yeah, I'm not buying. <laughs> Anything else you're not buying? I don't. I don't buy that either. He's. I mean, <laughs> this dude's gonna be traded. Um. We can move to no, surprises. we can. We, yeah, yeah. Let's move to the surprises because I know we want to get to some of them. All right, my first one. Can I give you my first one? Yeah. Okay. Over the off season, we had three teams that had this like turmoil over the off season, right? The two one, two I want to. One of them is the Suns. The other one I want to focus on is the Warriors and Celtics. They go to the finals. They come out of the finals. The Warriors win. They're like they have incredible vibes, and everybody's like, "Oh, this is another. They're gonna. They can win again next year because they're so deep." And these young guys. Then they have the Draymond punches Jordan Poole thing. The Celtics go to the finals. They have incredible vibes, and they, they don't win, but they've got this young talent, all this. Then the Ime Odoka stuff happens where he is, you know, uh, he has to he has to leave, and now he's not the coach anymore, and, like, the players didn't even really know about it until it got reported and, like, all this stuff. And all of a sudden, like, the Celtics are the team that came out of that whole drama unscathed, but the Warriors were not, and the Warriors somehow can't overcome like their own drama and their own limitations. That is wild to me, and that's a surprise to me. Um, it's I'm not I'm I'm just surprised by it that one of those teams came out unscathed, and it was the Celtics. It's funny because I was going to say the Celtics in my first one too. Uh, it's wild, but it was it was more of it wasn't it didn't have anything to do with the other teams. It was more of. Losing Ime, I thought would, was going to be a little bit more, and just the you know there was a stretch there in the off season that I'm like Bill Simmons is really going to struggle to do his part <laughs> because the Ime stuff happened. They lost Gallo, they lost Rob Williams, yeah, yeah. The Katie trade request and Jalen Brown tweet like LOL, you know all that it, yeah. like, and I'm like, all right, there's so many things that's happened. This is just the off season. That is just gonna sink Boston this year, and like they're still gonna be good, but like not like top of the East. When was good. it like two years ago? They were like five hundred team. Like they would go back to just being that team all of a sudden. Yeah, and they look absolutely incredible. Like it, it's it's a really surprising to me that it's a it's Boston and Milwaukee's league right now. That it's them two above the rest. And, and I'll kind of com- <laughs> well, no, uh, I'll kind of com- uh, compare. Uh, compare it to the West to say, I'm kind of surprised nobody is like 
like uh, taken the lead and I guess or separated themselves in the West. Yeah, I thought I thought a couple teams might do that, and really they haven't. I mean, you know, you, you're joking about Memphis, but you know, New Orleans is a is a game back from right. Memphis there in that top spot. But like, I mean, you look at the Kings, you look at the Jazz, the Jazz at at the A spot just three and a half back <laughs> at a like, first spot. Yeah, like so that's crazy. So. Anyway, yeah, I'm I'm surprised by by Boston being in that upper echelon group right now. Another thing I'm surprised by is Miami. Miami's all of a sudden they're they're 500. They've been like below 500. They have a little three game winning streak here that's got them back to 500. But um, they also they've had the most clutch games in the NBA this season. They've had more than the Mavs, like one more game than the Mavs this season. Like they've played 20 out of their what 30 games they played this season in the clutch, and they are like 500 in those games. They just can't seem to win those games. And then they also, they have three 20 point per game scorers. So like hero has taken this step up. Bam has finally become a 20 point per game score that their Miami fans have been asking for, for years. And now all of a sudden they have these three and the Butler is the third one. They have these three guys scoring 20 points and they're the 25th offense in the NBA. It's like sometimes the grass isn't always greener with, all right, let's just get a bunch of guys that can score 20 and it just sometimes it just doesn't work like that because it's a team sport and it's got the schemes got to work together. And what what's happening with them is like their their role players just aren't hitting any shots, right? Like the I think the, like the the Max Struces and the Gabe Vincents, um, those guys just don't seem to be like hitting as well as they used to. Yeah, Struces at thirty three percent, Gabe Vincents at twenty nine percent. Duncan Robinson's all of a sudden playing for them and he's only hitting thirty one percent of his threes. Lowry is. You know, taking a step back and shooting forty percent from the field, and it, it's just weird to me. It's been surprising to me that the Heat took this much of a step back from they were number one in the East last year to now just being this five hundred team that, you know, and they didn't really change that much. Who did they lose? PJ Tucker. That's not like a Jalen Brunson loss, right? I mean, that was yeah. I was like, if the Mavs lost Bullock, you know, and then all of a sudden they're they were the team that they're they are like this season. I'm surprised that. Utah has better record than Minnesota (laughs) and that, you know, before the season, um, I felt like there was a kind of a clear, or at least what some of us thought was going to be like a clear top five in the West. And it was like a debate of like who that six team was going to be. And I said, Minnesota, I thought they'd be a a good regular season team. I thought they'd figure that out in the regular season. And they just haven't, they've looked so clunky. Yeah. They're, they're not fun to watch either. And if we did the rankings of, Hey, who's the, who's the chore to watch or who's like, <laughs> what's, who's the job? Like you're like paying to watch a team play basketball. Uh, you know, Mavericks are definitely in that top five of that, that one. Uh, I put Minnesota in that, in that draft also, but Utah they're they've been better longer than what I thought. I thought they were going to be like a San Antonio story of, Hey, let's just show people we can win some games. And then we're just going to tank to the bottom, especially with Danny Ainge and all that stuff. But they just continue to just hover there. Like they haven't free falled like I thought they would. And now they're teetering on this. All right, are y'all really gonna do this? Are you it, it went from feel good story to it went from, <laughs> hey, you're gonna be in the Wimby sweepstakes to wow, what a feel good story for marketing and all that. Now it's gonna flip a little bit to are you really gonna do this and be the media <laughs> mediocre team and you're gonna miss out on some of these this top is, picks? Just this is my Indiana thing too, kind of. <laughs> But at least Indiana has like good good young players already. Oh, the marketing erasure. Who's I mean, okay. Marketing is just not Matherin or Halliburton or something like that. He's so. much better. <laughs> <laughs>
Coming up tomorrow, I'll tell you uh, Markkinen's making an all-star team. Ooh, it is in Utah this year, right? <laughs> yeah. That's true. They got to get somebody dude, to represent, right? Dude, Utah's going to try so hard to get marketing in that game. Oh, my gosh. Or Malik Beasley in the three-point contest. Or marketing in the three-point contest. That's probably what they're going to get. Yeah, or Clarkson. Yeah, that'd be a good one, too. Clarkson in the skills challenge. Let us know in the comment section what's something you're surprised by in the NBA this season. What do you think about Maxi's injury? Let us know in the comment section. We'll be back covering the next two games over the weekend. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom.